Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I think this stuff works. I don't seem to have the highs and the lows. You know how sometimes you get real slow and low during the day? And I'm a type A guy, so I go a lot. And I'm more alert, and it seems like I don't seem to feel famished. And it's not very expensive. And the idea of having that freeze-dried or that nutrient in that capsule, and who's going to eat all those vegetables? You know, most of us don't eat right anyway. So whatever the science behind this, I think now the nature is a great idea. And I'm going to probably stay with it until I drop Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. Our fellow Americans, may your heart be as strong as the barbed wire around the Capitol. And your courage is as vast as America's debt. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Just don't understand. Maybe we do, son. Don't think you have a corner on all of virtue vision in the country, or that everybody else is fat and selfish and you're the first generation to come along that's felt dissatisfied. They all have, you know, about different things, and most of them didn't have the same opportunity and freedoms that you do. It's not perfect, but it's a great deal better than when we grew up. A hundred men standing in the street hoping for one job, selling apples on the street corner. That's one of the things we were dissatisfied about, and you don't see that much anymore. I don't know. Maybe part of it's the fact that you're in a hurry. You've grown up on instant orange juice. Flip a dial, instant entertainment. Turn a key, push a pedal, instant transportation. Flash a card, instant money. Shove in a problem, push a few buttons, instant answers. But some problems you can't get quick answers to, no matter how much you want them. Show me how to get rid of the unlimited capacity for human beings to make themselves believe that they're somehow right and justified in stealing from somebody. While you're at it, don't break things up in the name of progress or crack a placard stick over somebody's head to help him see the light. Be careful of his rights, because your property and your person and your rights aren't any better than his. And next time, you may be the one to get it. So hang in. Don't try to build a new country. Make the old one work. It has for over 400 years. And by the world's standards, that's hardly more than yesterday. Hi there, welcome, Kate Daly Show. So glad you're joining me, and I've uh, got quite a show for you today, actually. I love that. Uh, so a little, you know, um, little Joe Friday for you, what can I say? <laughs> I love going back in the Wayback Machine and, and uh, providing some, some clips, because if, if I have to play uh, Biden's clips, I don't know, I might gouge my eyes um, <laughs> Because I can't handle listening to him. This was this was his clip from uh, from today. I can only stand to play 13 seconds, but here you go. By his exit strategy, the the president also acknowledging that the administration was caught off guard by the speed of the Taliban takeover. The truth is. This did unfold more quickly than we had anticipated. No, it was actually planned. I mean, plan chaos. Anyway, I welcome you to the show. They love theater. Uh, they're very calculating. Give me a break. They wanted it to to go like this. And so I don't believe that for a hot minute. Um, but somebody's in his ear talking to him and he's just repeating the words on camera. So there you go. Welcome to the show. And uh, I had a lot of fun hosting Alex Jones fourth hour today and on to our show. And let me just tell you, I have a sheriff on with me who made the headlines. And as we are facing the fall and the winter and they are telling us, you know, 
a pack of lies like the Delta variant, all, all of this stuff going on. Are we going to be looking at more lockdowns? Are we, uh, what about the fraud issue? It just so happens that uh, Afghanistan came the exact same time they should have been talking about voter fraud with the Mike Lindell symposium. Why didn't they? Hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, they like to divert the headlines. So I actually have uh, Sheriff Darleaf on with me from Michigan. And then I have Scott McEwen, who wrote uh, American Sniper, coming on to talk about Afghanistan. But Sheriff Leaf and I are going to be talking a little bit about how to how to how to find a constitutional sheriff. What what do we need to look for? What made him stand? What made him do what he did to protect uh, the citizens in Michigan? What was it? Um, what's key? What do we need to know? I know. See, I have a lot of questions, but there's so many things that he did. And, and when he got into the headlines and boy, did he get into the headlines? Um, Miss Michigan sheriff enlists private eye to grill clerk about, you know, vote fraud. And um, I, you know, all kinds of headlines. And I just, I sat and talked with, uh, with Dar at the, with Sheriff Leaf at, at Freedom Fest. And he gave a wonderful uh, presentation about what he did. And I'm just excited to have you. So welcome to the show, Sheriff Darleaf. How are you? I love that lead-in you had, too, with a dragnet. Right, right. That, that, was, that was perfect. Right? I just, I love the old old shows, old clips. The stuff we get we get to view now is just crap. So I like to go back to the old stuff. I'm a little bit of an old soul. Um, but, you know, I, I, I loved it when you suggested that Whitmer's kidnapping could be a citizen's arrest and, and, and that you were right there with the machines and the election fraud uh, that was going on, that it was so obvious. What, what gave you that what do you call it you know the the stand quality the take a stand quality what made you like that what made you take a stand confidence Mm. and a lot of it had to do with the cspoa but when i first got elected you gotta understand i went from deputy all the way up to sheriff i was never a sergeant lieutenant or anything in between wow i didn't like what was going on in my community i didn't like the good old boy scratch my back scratch yours Mm -hmm. and uh it just didn't play right with me i thought it was that's corruption right and uh, so I decided to run and uh, knocked on a lot of doors. Did you? Yeah. And, oh, oh, my goodness. Yes, I did. I, I put my head down and just knocked on doors. Good for you, and, though. And uh, we set a record on the most people voting in my county in a primary. Mm. Wow. And I think it was just, I think it was the just boots on the ground, knock on the door, mm. talk to people. Old school. I like that. And, uh, yeah. and the fact that that, con- that connection, face-to-face connection, so you could be sincere and say, this is what I want. Um, were you raised to understand the Constitution? Was this something, what, when did this come, kind of come along in your life uh, to give you that, that, that confidence when you wanted to run for sheriff and you knew what you wanted to, the kind of sheriff you wanted to be? Oh, really? It wasn't the confidence to run. It was the necessary necessity to run mm. and i was like so many others that run for office i had kind of an i don't want to call it an axe to grind but you, right. you want to make the changes you want to correct things and uh i had a game plan when i got elected there was a five-year plan i was going to implement mm-hmm. and that that helped a lot that people could actually see this is what i was going to do and uh yeah it just the confidence came later because when i first got elected i I'm not kidding. I sat in the, we call it the corner office. Mm-hmm. I sat in a chair and I literally put my feet up on the desk and said, <laughs> now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so, wow. uh, daunting. Anyways, 
So I started doing research on the office of the sheriff, and I started out with a Anderson's book on the sheriff. And those are there's two of them that are really, really thick. Mm. And uh, then I had a lot of people, I mean, as soon as my, uh, I announced that I won, I had people calling me saying, hey, we got to talk. We got to talk about this that's going on with the federal government. We got to, and I'm going, what? Oh, wait a minute, time out here. Right. And so I started doing some research on the office of the sheriff. I knew it was more than a police chief because it was an elected office countywide. And there wasn't any schools on it. We had the new sheriff's school, mm-hmm. and that was that was helpful. Don't get me wrong. That's through the Michigan Sheriff's Association. But it, it, I still felt like there was something missing. Mm. And uh, so I started doing research, and then I met an, an attorney. His name is Carson Tucker. He's a common law attorney and a JAG attorney for the military. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he uh, he did a PowerPoint presentation talking about the history of the sheriff and the recognition of the sheriff being the chief law enforcement officer by uh, the state and federal courts. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it went on right on down the line. It was a long presentation. Hmm. So I hooked up with him, and we I started sharing information with him. And uh, then I started getting involved with uh, a common law group about three years ago. And that kind of put me in another league, as in they started showing me stuff like the Marbury cases and stuff, stuff they don't sure. show us today. Right. The Henkel case and stuff like that. Hmm. I love this. Stuff that stuff I never heard of in any right. academy. Sure. And which is a shame, by the way. They should be teaching that. I mean, that's a that's a shame because these are the things that you need to know to be able to stand for the citizenry, do the job effectively. You need to, you know, have that history. And so it's a shame that they're not teaching that. But I'm glad that you you know, had the wherewithal to make sure that you knew those things. That's, that's huge. That's important for people to understand when they're, when they're hiring a sheriff, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm in my fifth term and I said, you know, I finally get the hang of this. <laughs> <laughs> After the fifth term. Wow. You're in your fifth that's little, term. That's a little sarcasm. No, I, uh, I just, started I Started pretty confident after the first couple of years. Right. Right. And started understanding the proper role of it. And I there was a fourth this. grade question my son had when in his elementary class what's the proper role of government? Yeah. And I asked that to anybody who wants to run for office is you better be able to answer that question. Mm. And they sit there and they start, you know, talk about taxes. They talk, talk about protecting people. And, right. And they, they go through all this stuff that's way off base. Sure. And it's simple. Your job as government is to protect people's rights. Well, amen to that. I, you came out pretty strong on the fraud that everyone in the country knew was going on. I would say the vast majority, unless they had their heads in the sand. And, uh, and you talked about it being unlawful counting and manufacturing and hundreds of thousands of illegal, ineligible, duplicate or purely fictitious ballots in the state of Michigan. When you came out and you were all over the news, did you get a lot of pushback from county commissioners or people that, um, you know, in the city offices and the county offices and the state? Did you get any pushback? The worst pushback <laughs> I got is when I was in front of the news media talking about the, uh, they were trying to pin the uh, two guys in my county that got arrested for that, taking part in that plot against mm-hmm. the governor. And I can't remember what the news reporter said that kind of set me off. I'm going, wait a minute, these guys are innocent until proven guilty. You right. shouldn't be trying them in the media. Mm. And there was, but there was a lot of stuff that was getting released, and I've never seen anything like it. It was like, holy cow, what are you guys doing? Right. Uh, this, this is not right. And I was approached at a, a couple of rallies, and I didn't think the people were serious about housing 
the governor if they had arrested her. And my reaction back was, you know, you give me the proper paperwork from the court of my jurisdiction, I'll house just about anybody. Hmm. And uh, it didn't dawn on me anybody was serious about doing this. And reality, we don't know if these guys were serious about it yet because more and more stuff is popping up about the case. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyhow, after I made those comments and I rattled off the MCL number, which is Michigan Compiled Law number for citizen arrest, and the only reason I read that off is because that's what was given to me by somebody who uh, thought the citizens could do that. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my goodness, we got doxxed. It was, I bet you, was three phone calls a minute for Jeez. three weeks straight, 24-7. Oh, I, yeah. I can't even imagine. I mean, this is, you know, the, 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 you have this insanely crazy weirdo governor anyway, and then they wanted to take this into a three-ring circus on their spin in the media, and then, of course, you've got this situation because, you know, there was there was a definite blocking of the information there in Michigan, and people knew it, and so I'm sure you had a lot of citizens calling you and going, yes, <laughs> somebody's saying yeah. it that's a sheriff. This is great. Yeah, oh, I had a, too. My own sheriff's association uh, did a press release uh, shaming me my own prosecutor here in town here did the same thing. Hmm. The Prosecuting Attorneys Association. And you look what's happening now. This case is kind of falling apart. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And uh, because they tried to spin it. They tried to take it into and do something with the headlines that turned her into a victim. And people notice that. I mean, it's it's not. It was pretty obvious what they were trying to do with that. But I can understand how. You know, what 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 recourses do we have as individuals, as citizens of this country? So we're going to come right back a little bit more with uh, Sheriff Dar Leaf, L E A F Leaf, and uh, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Lansing, uh, Michigan, was writing the story that I was commenting on. Be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive my pillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Now, call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show.
that. A little Billy Swain, way back machine, am I right? Uh, what is that, like 70s? 80s? Anyways, welcome back to the show. Make sure you get over to MyPillow.com. And uh, and let me just say, um, you're going to love the products. But right now, because of what's happening to him via the government um, and exposing voter fraud, uh, that, that's Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, he's actually extending the savings onto you at up to 66% off. This is a great time to grab Christmas gifts because I don't know what's going to be going on in the fall and winter, shortages-wise and everything else. I would grab Christmas gifts. I would, you know, you're also helping Truth and Radio. You're also helping Mike Lindell, who I've partnered up with, uh, to expose expose voter fraud. And of course, we get the Afghanistan chaos in the midst of when they should have been commenting on that symposium, because they did have fake news media there. And so, um, here we are, right? Um, Just make sure that you go to MyPillow.com, support Truth and Radio. It supports the show, keeps me on the air, keeps uh, him um, doing what he's doing because I don't know of anyone else private citizen wise that's doing what Mike's doing and putting himself uh, in harm's way doing it. Make sure you support him, support the show and get the most wonderful products you've ever had. If you're a snorer, get the blue label pillow from my pillow. Um, it really does. It takes out the snoring. It's awesome. You will love me for this. Just email me and tell me you'll love me for this one. Blue label. And it's only sold on MyPillow.com. Not even in the retail stores anyway. So um, my guest is, oh, you, oh, make sure and use the code Kate. K-A-T-E. That's that's what gets you the 66% savings. K-A-T-E. And I really appreciate you doing that. Um, so my guest is Sheriff Darleaf. You will recognize him from being all over the news. Um, and in, in uh, you know, when the, when the whole voting fraud was going on, because you were actually a dar, you were actually, uh, wanting to seize machines and, and say, you know, this is going on. Everybody could see, I mean, this was, this was just a joke that they tried to pass this off as an election, but I love as a sheriff that you went forward to do that. And, when I was talking to you about giving you that, you know, where'd you get that wherewithal to really jump in the fray and, and do this? You were actually a Democrat. Yeah? Starting out, like growing up? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a Democrat. I didn't know what I was. But my parents, my dad was a UAW. I worked at General Motors in Lansing and retired from their Democrat. Wow. Wow. And, uh, back when they actually yeah. believed in the Constitution. Yes, yes. Like it's gone yeah. through a lot of changes. It's been hijacked quite a bit by this very, very liberal Communist Party. So, yeah. I was just going to say it's Communist Party now. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And so so you decide, you're, you're watching all this unfold, and you decide, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to try to try to protect voting, which absolutely is, you know, is something that you should be doing. Do, do you think sheriffs don't realize that they could have done that too? Cause I, I was, you know, we should have seen sheriffs all over the country trying to protect voting when they were noticing all these things going on. Well, the problem we have is that there was no, in my whole career, there's never been any training on recognizing voter fraud or investigating it. Right. And I'm true. seeing that with people too, who are like the poll watchers I don't know if anybody in the polls there had called 911 to report any of this fraud mm. or any of the stuff that's illegal. Like uh, Detroit, they showed a, um, somebody had a picture, and, and I've got to, I've got to say I haven't confirmed the picture yet, mm-hmm. but there was a picture of a hot box for the Internet plugged mm-hmm. in and plugged into the, one of the, uh, the counters there, the tabulators. Right, right. And nobody called 911 on it, wow. and that's a crime. Hmm. 
And so the jurisdiction of the sheriff is that you can do what you did, correct? I mean... I never I never confiscated anything, with, mm-hmm. but that kind of got blown out of proportion there. I got an attorney who's very aggressive, and that's at Carson Tucker. Mm. And he suggested I do that. And that was on a... He suggested that in an email to... Well, I can't remember who the uh, other attorney was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never did because our clerk's office, they tape off the ends of the, the anything where you can uh, put like a thumb drive or a card inside the uh, tabulator. So right. they, the clerk's office already had that stuff, and I had no place to put them because we're a small sheriff's office, and I don't have room for something like that right. and be able to secure them. Sure, sure. Well, I absolutely love that you did this, and I'm sure you you got both things. You got a lot of citizens grateful that you took a stand, and I'm sure that you got a lot of uh, people that really wanted this voter fraud to go through, and even just for political reasons, you know what I mean? Like, well, our team won, so there. And I'm sure that that phone did not stop ringing for a very long time. And was that worth it? Was it worth going through this, and, and would you do it again? It was. We're still going through it. <laughs> That's right. You're right. No, you're it's, totally right. And, well, people want a, 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 they want quick answers right now. Mm-hmm. And no, this is going to be a long investigation. And mm-hmm. we are also investigating other crimes that happen in the county on top of this. I mean, we have, most counties have problems with criminal sexual conduct that calls. Uh, we have a missing person we're looking sure. for. Uh, we've got a murder case that we're working on and, and something that might be an attempted murder case that we're working on. But all this stuff <clears throat> adds up on top of you trying to get this voter fraud investigation going. And Barry County has always been a very, very good conservative county, and the clerks take a lot of pride in how clean their elections are. Mm. So, uh, like when you hear the headlines that we interrogated. I know. These I, no, I don't. It was, it was an interview. <laughs> My investigator called and made the appointments to meet with them. There wasn't like an ambush interview or anything like that. Sure. Um, there, and th- there was one report mm-hmm. that our county clerk was escorted out of the building. No, that never happened. So. <laughs> Don't you love how they just pad these stories with all these, you know, just exchanges and and the wording they use? I, I'm always amazed at, at how creative they get. They should be, you know, little fiction writers. But um, to cr- try to get the facts straight, it's it's difficult in these articles by by the mainstream. Um, but I just, what would you tell sheriffs out there? Um, you know, you're, you're part of a wonderful organization with Sheriff Richard Mack, and that's how I met you. And I was so impressed with the caliber of sheriffs that I met and what a great group that, that were there to say, you know what, we're going to stand for our citizens. That's our job. And you clearly know your job. And so what would you want um, other sheriffs to know? The Constitution. And, see, people say, it's not your job, Sheriff, to interpret the Constitution. Well, no, it's the supreme law of the land. It's my job to enforce it. Mm. And that's where we have to go out and start having sheriffs read it, understand it, study it, and then they've got a good handle on it. Uh, I got involved with Richard Mack, I think, since he started the CSPOA, which nice. is the Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officers Association. Mm-hmm. So that went breath. Wow. <laughs> uh, good job. <laughs> anyways, uh, I went, and they, the first conference I went to, they explained to us about Agenda 21. Uh, They explained to us on stuff going on with um, Sheriff Joe down in Arizona, Mm -hmm. the border. And uh, anyways, I come back and my chin hasn't come off the ground since. And I'm scratching my head going, how how is the government getting away with this stuff? Right. I I already knew about Ruby Ridge and Waco. Mm -hmm. And I've always told my guys, 
if you can handle it with a phone call and use a tactical team, the team's done and you're out of a job. Good for you. Wow. Yeah, it, it's just, it's that simple, really. Yeah. Yeah, we make things far too complicated, and uh, it seems like they almost want that outcome because that's what they're gearing up for. It's disturbing it's sometimes. The education piece that I got that gave me the confidence to mm. stand up. I love this. I love this. What would you tell people that cast a vote for a sheriff? What would you tell them to look for? How do they find somebody like you? Ask the tough questions. Ask them what is the proper role of government. Mm what their answer is and the correct answer is just like it says in the declaration is to protect our rights yeah. ask them if they've read the constitution or studied it after even the declaration of independence because that's kind of where this form of government started here mm-hmm. and uh look at start looking at stuff like they post now see where they're at i love it I think it's, this is just so important, and I, I, I love that you saw something happening um, with the election and that you were willing to at least stand up and say something, put your name out there, do something, uh, because it means a lot to uh, the rest of, of the citizenry of the country to know that somebody would do that in that position. I mean, it's huge. And, and maybe next time, maybe you've given that confidence to maybe other sheriffs that just don't just are a little bashful. I don't know what their problem is, but maybe a little bashful in in wanting to take these stands. I mean, sheriff of the county is a big deal because it's really the only thing standing in the way um, of sometimes the feds and us and them getting away with things. And and so do do you, I'm sure you train all your your guys to know what you know to to to, to do this. Working things, on right? it, there's some reluctancy there because they all went through a police academy. Oh. And in the academy, they train more towards Supreme Court cases or maybe old Court of Appeals cases that haven't been challenged. I see. And uh, that's how they do it. And it, it's a lot of it is protecting the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the agency from liability. And uh, and don't get me wrong, those court cases are very very interesting, but they still don't teach us the boundaries mm. like they should. Yeah. on government and you know i'm a sheriff i'm elected I'm, I'm the government i have boundaries and they also don't teach us what to recognize when the other two branches are out of line mm. that's interesting hmm you know yeah, we're the enforcement yeah, yeah absolutely uh sheriff leaf uh you know with everything going on this year um with uh, cops in the news and and, and everything else you know I, I, you know, I know a lot of people have differing views and I feel like you need our support. And I also feel like, um, you know, how do how, what, what should we do as communities to support you and also for people to be able to understand what they can do, what they can't do. And, uh, you know, how, how, how does the citizenry support this? How can we get behind uh, well, good sheriffs, good cops? My, my son was in school and, uh, he had a very liberal teacher, and they mm-hmm. were, I think it was a government class, and they started talking about defunding the police. I was so proud of him because he piped up, and he says, why would you defund something yeah. that's been underfunded for decades? Mm. And yeah. I just sat there, I'm smiling at my boy. <laughs> and uh, you wonder why there's uh, there are so many police shootings, yeah. and I'm talking about police officers shooting um, criminals. Mm-hmm. And it's because we teach towards that. We teach officers how to survive. And we teach better when you can and cannot shoot. Mm. And uh, 
citizenry, like with the concealed pistol groups there, we're starting to teach them too now. And now you're starting to see that pop up every now and then where people are getting more confident on when they can take a human life when it's, when it's lawful. Right. Uh, am I going the right direction for you? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's okay. really what I wanted to know. Yeah. It's like, how can we support you? I mean, you know, there's just been so many different messages out there. So it's frustrating. Yeah. I know and we only have about 30 seconds, can, but go ahead. Yeah, you can support us by reading the Constitution yourself. And don't just, don't just read the Bill of Rights. Right. Go read what the limitations are on the president, limitations are on Congress. Uh, when Donald Trump was getting impeached a second time, there's a reason why that the chief justice wasn't there. Mm. It was that egregious. Yeah. And take action on it. Absolutely. I love, I love hearing from you. I'm really hoping you can come back on the show um, in the future as well, because I, I sure. think a lot of people have a lot to learn from you, and we can shore up our counties, and that's really what we need to be doing is looking at local, um, our local sheriffs and county commissioners and things like that. Uh, Sheriff Darleaf, uh, thank you. Proud to call you a friend. Thank you. Really appreciate yeah, you. Thank you. Um, love that, don't you? And uh, I'll be right back. Open phone lines, 888-673-1450. Uh, what an outstanding guy. And I'm so glad he took a stand. Took a stand. It's all, it's all, that, that's the difference, isn't it? Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. So glad you're listening in. I asked uh, Sheriff uh, Leaf to come back because we're going to be talking about militias and uh, nullification. I thought you might be pretty interested in those topics. And so, uh, luckily, uh, he's back with me and... Um, I wanted to make sure also that you went over to Balance of Nature. You know, a lot of people are wondering how to in increase the immune system, and they watched our story, and they, they're to say, hey, maybe I should load up on some things. Did you know that Balance of Nature is an amazing way to load up on all those vitamins and minerals and so much more because the product is chock full of them. That's why the phytonutrients of 31 fruits and vegetables um, let me just tell you, I would not be without it, and I think it's an amazing product, and I'm telling you, um, you know that I handpick my uh, sponsors for the show, and I am telling you that this product is that good. Make sure you go to uh, balanceofnature.com and put in the code Kate, K-A-T-E, and you'll get up to 35% off in free shipping. They'll ship it out immediately. You start taking it, and let me tell you, you're going to feel it. You're just going to feel it, and you'll notice the difference. About a week and a half in to two weeks, about a week and a half, you'll start noticing, and you won't want to be without it. So I have relatives of mine that won't be without it now. <laughs> they just will not go without it. They love it that much. And make sure that you're getting it too, because shore up on your fruits and veggies so that you never end up in the scenario that I ended up in with my husband too. And you know what? And I actually think that really helped him in the hospital too, to make sure and get through this even quickly. Uh, it was his taking a balance of nature too. So he was, he was already shoring up his body. It doesn't mean you won't ever get sick, but it does mean that uh, if that, if that were to happen and you were starting to get sick, you would already have that, that 
strong immune system to help you. So definitely think that played a role. Balanceofnature.com. Uh, Sheriff uh, uh, Darleaf, I love this. By the way, Scott McEwen up next, uh, American Sniper, talking about Afghanistan. Uh, so don't miss that either. But I really want you to comment on militias. And what is your view as a sheriff in, in the state of Michigan on militias? We used to be called Michiganders, and there was a while there they're calling us militia ganders. Militia ganders, and, I love it. Yeah, yeah. And people got to understand the militia itself, the role, and it's kind of similar with the posse. And posse is the power of the county. It's a posse, posse comitatus, and it's like a militia, but it's run through the sheriff. Mm-hmm. The militias are a power of the state, the state militia, and that your governor would be your your boss uh, if she called you up to mustard, mm-hmm. and uh, the president can also do it. Uh, and there's four clauses in the Constitution that recognize the militia. It's not something that the, the Constitution created or government created. The militia has centuries of history prior to our Constitution. And uh, if you will look back, and it's very, very important to understand the proper role and the history of it. Okay. And there's a book out there. It's called The Militia of the Several States, and it's written by Brent Allen Winters, who is a common law attorney. And uh, anyways... Brent will take you all the way back to old ancient Israel with the 12 tribes of Israel, and they talk about how uh, they'll take anybody age 20 on up to defend their kingdom. Nice. Well, the King Alfred, uh, that goes way back to King Alfred, mm-hmm. he would uh, command his farmers when they're out tending the crops that they had to carry a sword with them all the time, and they had to be an expert in that sword, and uh, for obvious reasons, so sure. your enemy doesn't come in and destroy your food supply. And then it went from the sword, and it went to bows and arrows. And the king then told everybody that, hey, you have to carry 40 arrows on you at any given time, and you have to be an expert with those bows and arrows. What what you don't realize is that there's also another role of the militia, other than the armed citizen protecting the kingdom. The militia's role is also protecting law. Hmm. So if you ever sat on a jury, you were doing militia-like duties from ancient Israel. Nice. I love that yeah. connection, so, yeah. That's grand jury and pettit juries. And, uh, in fact, Justice Scalia laid out how to do the common law grand jury in the Williams case back in 94. And uh, there's a lot of people out there trying to push that. Hmm. And, of course, the courts are trying to fight it. Sure, <laughs> sure, of course they are. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. So it, you, have to under, yeah. you have to understand that, that legacy behind the militia and understand that it's not an ideology, it's a duty. You have jury duty. Well, that's a militia duty. So you're supposed to keep yourself armed. You're supposed to keep yourself trained. And that Second Amendment, when it says a well-regulated militia, the regulated didn't mean that the government got to go over and tell you how many guns you could have and who could have them and so on and so forth. It meant that you had to be keep yourself regular, mm. regularly trained, a regular expert, and regularly ready to go at a minute's notice. That's the term minute man. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, when you hear militia nowadays, of course, the press, the government try to demonize. What are your thoughts when you hear all this demonization going on? <laughs> they, don't, they don't understand it. And plus, I, I look at it as they're trying to do this new world order, and they cannot have a militia in there because government's going to take care of you. And, yeah. you know, just ask the American Indian how well they do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I... Uh, I get a lot of flack because I did a Facebook post, and it's Sheriff Darleaf, if you want to look it up. 
and I talk about this case. It's called Baltimore versus Silver, and it was back in settled in 1971, mm-hmm. and it had to do with the riots in the uh, late 60s there in Baltimore. Well, what happened is, is the business owners sued the city of Baltimore for the damages and the loss of wage because the, they didn't think Baltimore did enough to suppress the rioting. Mm. And the city of Baltimore is going, well, it was a riot. You know, we couldn't control that. Well, Supreme Court, Baltimore, or excuse me, Maryland Supreme Court said that you had the power of the posse and you didn't use it, so you are responsible for the damages. Jeez. You know, so it's there, folks. It's, there's already court cases um, that are basically setting precedents. Mm-hmm. And we had these riots of Minnesota. You know, look at happened in Seattle where the mayor told the police officers to stand down. Yeah. Now, that's a crime, folks. He doesn't have the authority to do that. The officers mm. have to do their job. Wow. And the posse is not to be confused with the militia, right? That is correct. Yeah, just the difference where the power comes from. Uh, a posse, the sheriff has the authority to call upon a posse. Make It's what's called make hue and cry to go ferret out criminal activity in his county. Okay. And, and you see that in a lot of the old westerns where mm-hmm. the sheriff rounded up a posse to go get the guy who robbed the stagecoach. And and then uh, there's some older pictures, uh, too, that I, I had in my computer here. I can't find them now, where they're actually posing with a dead body behind them. It's <laughs> like the deer carcass. Wow. And uh, yeah, so that power has been there basically since we've had sheriffs. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff is the probably the second oldest office next to the king. And... Uh, in fact, the sheriff, you go look at the uh, Nebuchadnezzar in the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, it talks about how the, the, the sheriff is ordered to go take the people and throw them in the furnace. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Jeez. there's bad things to it, too. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just I love that you're educating people in this because the news media, as you point out, um, they're going to they're going to claim constitutional sheriffs are seeking alliances with anti-government extremists. And that's the attempt to undermine your role as a sheriff, yes? Oh, you're reading right from my post. Yep, I am. <laughs> I mean, it's really important that people know this. Yes, they're trying to undermine the office of the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, there's that push for the big government, the big centralized government. And me, I'm a local guy because I understand what my community needs. I don't need Washington telling me what my community needs. I love that. I love that. Uh, the, uh, if, you, if you look into it, too, uh, one of the things that stirred up quite a commotion is when I said that the the posse and the militia have just as much lawful character as the news media. <laughs> well, the militia and the news media are both mentioned and recognized in the Constitution. They're not created, they're recognized. Right. right. The posse come along, uh, come across the ocean with the office of the sheriff. Hmm. And uh, then That's I went and added on that they had more lawful character than the agencies that just recently arrested the militia in our area here. <laughs> and that's because they were created by an act. They're not at a common law. They are created by an act of Congress. And uh, then there's questions about the delegated powers and all that stuff from the states. But anyhow, uh, in a nutshell, that caused quite a ruckus. I even had a uh, professor from Cooley Law School kind of comment on it. Didn't disagree with my comments, but he said it wasn't wise. It wasn't wise? Yeah. Perry County, we've had a posse since 1955. Wow. How big? Well, right now they're about 25. Yeah, I think that's great, though, and it yeah. should be. Oh, they're they're awesome. Yeah, I think that's just awesome. Able-bodied men, uh, age 15 or older, right? That is correct. Hmm. 
Interesting. I love this. Um, and I love that you're aware of this. <laughs> I think that's amazing because <laughs> I do, you know, there are sheriffs out there that will demonize these words and they've been taught to, and so they don't understand them. And that would be a bit really unfortunate. So I can't even imagine. Um, and then nullification. Did you want to speak to nullification? Well, there's a article out on it. It's called the power of no. And, uh, let me see if I can mm-hmm. name of the author here pretty quick. And by Michael Meharry, M-A. Oh yeah, I've had him on the show. R-E-Y. I've had him on. He's great. Oh yeah. 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 He he's got this an awesome mm-hmm. article on nullification and uh, interposition and how it's lawful. How people think, think that powerful. the uh, Supreme Court is the final say. Well, who made them the final say? Nor in a constitution does it make the Supreme Court the final say. It's true. So who's the final say? That would be the people where everybody derives their power from. And this article here talks about, like, the Alien and Seditions Act mm-hmm. and how Thomas Jefferson and uh, um, I forgot who it was in Kentucky, they uh, got their own Congress to basically do a, uh, like a lot of people are doing this two-way county where they're basically telling the federal and state government that we're, a two-way county, which means we accept the fact that there's a Second Amendment and we're not disarming our people here in this county. Well, that's kind of the same thing that what they did with this Alien and Seditions Act. Uh, It was uh, deemed unconstitutional by the uh, Supreme Court, but it took some pressure from some of the states to go out and say, hey, uh, federal government, we should be able to blast you guys when you're being naughty. And... uh, or if we don't agree with you on something. And here they were, they were actually going out and arresting people for disagreeing with the federal government or going against what the federal government was uh, trying to pass. Hmm. And then that brings you to the question, because the Tenth Amendment says power is not delegated to the United States. Mm -hmm. Was there police powers for them to make those arrests delegated to the United States? Hmm. Interesting. I'm asking any attorney out there, if you could, just let me know, because I'm real curious on that. I'm not trying to... Mm-hmm. make you anti-government or anything like that, because I want to know um, so I can... Well, you're pro-good government. You're pro-good limited government, which is what we all yeah. should be at our core. We're Americans, <laughs> right? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And we don't realize the power of nullification. I don't think we understand it. I think everybody loathes uh, getting asked to be part of the system uh, in that way. And, and so they don't want to do it. And really, they should, be, they should be excited to do that, right? That duty. Yeah, it is a duty. Mm-hmm. And again, you're protecting people's rights. Sheriff Mack, when he was taking on the uh, um, Clinton cartels there, uh, Clinton mm-hmm. administration, and... Uh, he was talking about the Brady Bill in his book. It's called From My Cold Dead Fingers. And on page 102, if you ever get the book, page 102, don't read this before you go to bed at night because you won't sleep. He uh, explains how in that provision, in that uh, act, there was a provision in there where they were going to recruit 5,000 Royal Hong Kong police, give them federal authority, and enforce that Brady Bill. Now, if there's ever a time for nullification and interposition, there you go, folks. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's laid out. It's right there. We just need to understand it, and we need to understand its power today. That's our problem is people think about these things in the way back machine and don't apply them to today. They think something has changed or something's different. That's not true. 
You are correct. I, it's uh, it's a little crazy. We I don't everybody listening. Don't you just want your sheriff to be able to talk like Sheriff Darleaf? <laughs> I mean, everyone's like coveting right now. Um, you know, you folks over there in Michigan, because let me just tell you, it's rare. And it's sad that that's rare because every sheriff should have the same understanding that you do. And wow, what a country we would have right now with with that in place to know that that's going to protect us. And so it's that that when you're casting that vote, that's a really important vote. I mean, it cannot be just you like their sign or they seem like a nice guy. I mean, this position is the position that everyone needs to 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 make sure that they're doing the right the right casting of a vote. Right. Uh, be careful, too, because there's going to be a push here shortly to get rid of this office. Yeah. California is trying to pass a law right now where the sheriff has to be appointed by the governor. Okay. Oh, hello, folks. Wake up. Yeah, right. Who, who thinks that's a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Sheriff Darleaf, thank you so much for staying on. That was powerful. I'll turn that into a short cast so people can uh, really absorb what you said. And I really appreciate you coming on, taking the time. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. It's been yeah, an honor. absolutely. Thank you. Wow, wasn't that fantastic? Uh, Sheriff Darleaf of Michigan, and uh, thank you. I'll be right back with author Scott McEwen. Don't miss this either. We're talking in Afghanistan. Be right back. KateDallyRadio.com for all the podcasts and show info. Be right back.